Mostly Harmless is brought to you in part by Dink. D-I-N-K. Denver's Independent Comic and Arts Expo. It's coming to Denver March 25th and 26th to the Sherman Street Event Center. Dink, of course, is Denver's newest fandom experience and is brought to you by the creators of the Denver Comic Con. It is a fun, first-class expo with an emphasis on the spirit and community of the independent comics world. The focus is on furthering the impact and cultural relevance of the comics, graphic novels, zines, publishers, and most importantly, the fans who make up this fantastic community. Now, not only is Dink bringing you the finest in independent comics entertainment, Dink will be given back to you and the community by working with nonprofit organizations such as Denver's Drink and Draw, Love Hope Strength Foundation, and many, many more. Already confirmed guests for this inaugural Dink Expo are guys such as Dennis Kitchen, the founder of Kitchen Sink Press. We got former Mostly Harmless podcast guest and Westward contributor Noah Van Skyber. Not to mention they will have guys like uh, New York Times bestselling graphic novelist Nate Powell. Eisner Award winner Jim Rugg, critically acclaimed cartoonist Julia Wirtz, and then you got independent favorites like Alex Robinson, Amy Reeder, who's a Denver native, and then uh, Mike Dawson. There's so many more guests to be announced for this fantastic event. I've seen the guest list, buddies. There's some cool people coming up. So for more information on Dink, you got to say it right, Dink, Dink, D-I-N-K, please visit dinkdenver.com. Looking forward to it, buddies. We couldn't do this event without you. We see you there, March 25th and 26th at the Sherman Street Event Center. All right, cue the theme song. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Most of the Homeless Podcast. I'm your host, Damon Damien. All right, buddies. Today's episode has been a long, long time in the making, and I'm super excited to finally have my good buddies and all out helter on the show. Hell yeah. Uh, now, I've known Ross Hostage, aka Ross Sausage, for uh, quite a few years now. I, I don't actually remember meeting him, but he's always been somebody I've known running around the Denver music scene. Um, I've always greatly admired him and his energy and his work ethic. He is one of the hardest working people in Denver punk rock and maybe punk rock in general. Uh, he's at each and every show he can make it to. He's a super positive ray of honesty and spunk. He's a great guy. He's a great guy that I always look up to. Uh, previously, I did a quick little video chat with Ross at Riot Fest back in 2014 about all Helter and all their hard work paying off. And um, we've been we've been trying to schedule a time to do official, real deal, long form, mostly harmless podcast, and we finally made it happen. Uh, today's chat, we, we we hang out at the Black and Bloom um, practice studios right next door to the Black and Bloom Recording Studios. And uh, we sit back and we chat about their upcoming run of shows that they're going to be doing with uh, my friends and theirs, 88 Fingers Louie in Florida. Uh, but more importantly, I sit back and I talk to those guys about how they do it, how they continue to make great things happen for themselves. It's a really great chat um, for like maybe a young, hungry musician or maybe any kind of artist um, 
to see what it takes to kind of like get up, get out there and make things happen. Uh, we talk a lot about their hard work, their work ethic, um, and just what they do and why they do it. Um, it was a really, really fun chat and I'm really glad we finally got to hang out and chat with the dudes from all at Helter. And I, uh, honestly, I, I, we probably could have talked for a couple more hours. Um, and, and who knows, maybe in the future we will. Eventually I'm going to get these guys on one of the mostly harmless live episodes. And speaking of mostly harmless live, huge thanks to our sponsors at Ratio Beerworks and Dink. Of course, you heard the promo for Dink at the beginning where I ramble too much on about this super awesome comic book convention that is going to be happening this weekend, March 25th and 26th. While uh, Helters in Florida will be having a great time at this comic book convention. Now, if you're listening to this show on Monday, March 21st, tonight at 7 p.m., we're going to be hosting a Mostly Harmless Live talk show event at Ratio Beer Works in their brew house to help promote this weekend's dink convention uh what what does that mean well we're going to have guests comedian mallory wallace dink founder charlie lagracia and musical guest the ghoulies now the theme is revenge of the nerds and we're going to be hanging out telling embarrassing stories about growing up nerdy but what we learned from those lessons and how we took uh that nerdiness and made and helped harness it into the awesome people that we have become today uh the awesome and successful adults uh you know successful in a marginal term of course um that is going to be tonight monday march 21st at ratio beer works uh more information on mostly harmless podcast.com uh before we get into this interview before or chat this is more of a chat i hate seeing the interview because you know man we just drink beers and hang up uh long time listeners will know i'm kind of a dumbass i use like a zoom h1 handy recorder to record most of my interviews it does great it's a little comp- compressor, uh, microphone, um, condenser mic. That's the word I'm looking for. And I, you get pretty good audio quality for its size, shape, and uh, whatnot. Now it takes a little micro SD card uh, to record all the audio. I'm being diligent. I'm formatting my micro SD card. And then I go, I, I go and I ride my bike the 30 minutes to Black and Bloom. And it's cold as hell. And I get there and we're getting ready. We're drinking the beers. And I pull out my recorder. And guess what I forgot? A micro SD card was still sitting in my computer. Luckily, I had my handy-dandy um, Samsung S6 cell phone. Uh, we played around with it. I downloaded some apps, and we got a, I think we got a pretty okay sounding episode. It's not as great as it would have sounded on the Zoom recorder or even talking with the microphone like we are now. Uh, but it's not as bad as some other podcasts I've heard and or done so damn it damien but uh we we got a pretty good chat here on the way and before we get into this chat let's uh let's listen to some music of course uh this is off the new ep ruins this is zealots from our buddies in all out helter let's take a little listen this city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion what do you mean biblical what he means is old testament mr yes. mayor real wrath of god type stuff exactly. fire and brimstone coming down from the skies rivers and seas boiling 40 years of darkness earthquakes volcanoes the dead rising from the grave human sacrifice dogs and cats living together mass hysteria <laughs> Drop! 
This is not sounding like total garbage because somebody's a fucking idiot and left his recorder at home. But it's not called Mostly Harmless with Perfect Damien. It's Mostly <laughs> Harmless with Damn It Damien because I fuck up all the time. Damn it, it's cool, man. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. Um, yeah, we're recording this on my uh, Samsung Galaxy S6. I got the same phone. Hell yeah, isn't it great? Snap. We'll find out if the uh, recorder's worth a damn when I get home and We, we better all get sponsored. You guys should like touch, right them, now. touch them together. I'm expecting three phones by the time this interview is out. All one person that listens to touch this. If you uh, work for Samsung, hook it up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to hang out, chat, drink some of these beers. I was expecting more beer. This is a band practice. I mean, we did bring a 12-pack and you came a little late. Shit. So, I mean, so so I think a 12-pack for one night of band practice plus a beer vending machine down the hall uh, keeps us pretty bring? stocked. What, four? Oh, yeah, and you brought beer too, right? This is my last one. No, I know. Just how many did you start with? Three. So we started with... Like uh, 15, 15 beers. beers plus the one I brought in from the machine. 16, 16 beers. 16 beer. Well, I should have fucking got here sooner, and I should have brought all my shit. <laughs> Here's the dumb thing is I'm sitting there, and I'm like tapping. You know, when you're looking for your... You're like, I got everything. Do I have everything? Forgetting something. Forgetting something. I got the recorder, just not the fucking card. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, it happens. Now no one's playing, so it sounds all right, I bet. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. That's a little ambiance when the bands are playing. Maybe right. they'll come back and play some more. Yeah, we'll get some background music going. All right, so uh, we're hanging out at Black and Bloom with the dudes in All Out Helter. How the fuck are you guys? Fucking good. Hi. Hello. We're doing great, thank you. How are you doing? Well, other than being a gigantic dingus, doing That's great. Right. Okay, cool. But then good. And I got a beer. Hey, all right. All is right in the world. No, so we're gonna hang out. Um, we're gonna hang out. We're gonna. The main reason we're talking today is because you guys are about to go to Florida. Indeed. Play with motherfucking eighty-eight fingers, Louie. That is the word. Who, Damn right. Who I just chatted with, and they were super excited about playing with you guys. 
Yeah, we're uh, certainly excited about joining them down there. We got three shows: uh, Orlando, West Palm no, Beach, Lake Worth, Lake Worth, excuse Jacksonville me, Lake Beach. Worth, and Jacksonville Beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this will be our first time to Florida. Uh, we actually don't even get out of town very much at all. So the opportunity uh, thrown at us by uh, uh, our new record label, Bird Attack Records, who are sponsoring the shows because I like to plug stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Bird Attack asked us if we wanted to come down and these and play these three shows, and we had really just started talking with them about uh, you know doing stuff together between the band and the label, and we all felt this was a pretty uh, solid softball that Garrett lobbed up for us, and uh, we would be dumb not to swing at it because uh, uh, we're gonna go play with a rad Florida band called Flag on Fire as well. They're joining us for the whole little mini tour, and they're helping us provide you know provide us with some backline and some of that overall local support. So. Uh, between them and the amazing 88 Fingers Louie, it's certainly going to be a lot of fun and a little out of our comfort zone because we mostly play here, but uh, we're stoked to definitely start getting Didn't out of it more. like a reunion show in Chicago a few years ago, 88? Yeah, they've been playing and fairly regularly again. I remember wanting to be at the <coughs> show and, and not being able to go and now to be a part of it. They killed it here at Yeah, Riot, Riot Fest was yeah. oh, slamming so set. Awesome. And they, they had kind of like, I remember like... An early-ish set, like maybe like late afternoon, like they play at like five o'clock or something. So yeah, it's, it's like so right when the crowd's really arriving. But you know, sometimes it's tough to get people before yeah. dark to like get moving, and like they got people fucking moving. Yeah, it was like, a dusty. It was a dusty. Oh yeah, mess. people were so stoked to hear those songs, <laughs> and so that's what we're sort of hoping for the the same thing in Florida. I know they haven't been there in a long time either, so we're hoping people will be stoked and that maybe they'll give yeah. us a listen as well. Yeah, they're one of those bands that for some reason hasn't played the best yet. That I can remember. That's 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 interesting. Actually, I'm surprised they haven't. Maybe uh, maybe they have, and I'm not. I don't. I mean, I'm sure Dan and best fifteen Dennis by now. So yeah, who knows? I'm but, sure Dan and Dennis will correct me if we're right. wrong. Yeah, those, Send, old, those old records can hold their own still dude. now to this day. Like oh, yeah. Behind Bars is one of my favorite records, punk records of all time. Uh, Back on the Street was the one that their last one was the one that really got me. So I good. think it was the last one. Yeah. Jesus, last full. And yeah, then they did that split with Kid Dynamite. Well, I think, I I think it's awesome, that. too. There's and a then, couple of rad songs on there. Well, that was like the kiss of death for both bands. They both broke up. Yeah. <laughs> Fuckers. So do you guys just want to hang out for like an hour and talk about how great 88 Fingers Louis is? I mean, yeah, we, we could probably, probably do could. that. Are we going to do a track-by-track track rundown? Or, I mean, that'd be you interesting. Know. We could play some of the Yeah, songs. we'll play some stuff through the PA. and uh, you know, Maybe we'll try to figure out some covers while we're here. I don't know. That That's one thing I've always laughed about. I've always wanted to like be one of those bands that's playing with another band and then you play one of that band's songs yeah. and then they can't they can't play it or something <laughs> later sure they can. it's like oh we already covered that uh, for you we were just writing a new song like last week and we were thinking like <coughs> oh let's do this part with the kick drum and the guitar and it sounds just like 88 fingers louie and that's like definitely influence for us no we didn't rip anything off or anything like they can't sue <laughs> us or nothing that's for sure <laughs> oh god i hope this sounds good it'll be fine as Hold long up. as it's all loud enough, people yeah. people are going to listen to this through their like laptop or through their phone anyway, and it's like going to be a speaker the size of a pinhole, and it'll still make us all sound... Uh, it's a good thing to have audio guys anyway. or cheerleader sitting yeah. right in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what? you and me chatted at Riot Fest a few years back when you That's guys true. played. We did do that. Uh, we've been talking about doing this, uh, this sit-down for ever since, and finally it took you guys playing with a real band. 
Well, thanks. I'm thanks kidding, for letting I'm me kidding. bug you to help us plug our shit. So. No, no, I wanted to do it. No, I, I, I've always. One thing I've always admired about you guys, and this is my little kiss ass session, is like you guys work super hard. You're always out there. Like I, re- I saw you the other day putting up flyers at Illegal Pete's, true. and then an hour later I saw you back in line at the same Illegal Pete's. Also true. Yeah. That's uh, pretty much all Ross. And, and uh, but no, that. but. Uh, <coughs> One of the things I like to talk about on the show, I've kind of changed formats a little bit, less about origin stories and more about like the work ethic, DIY, do-it-yourself stuff, is uh, my idea is that there's a, some kid out there who wants to start a band. Maybe one of the seventh, uh, seventh, seventh Circle, circle kids. Yeah. I can't believe I fucking stumbled over that name. I've been there a hundred thousand times. Yeah, but Seventh Circle, that's, that's some tough alliteration, you know, like... <laughs> But but the idea Sorry. is like one of those little kids who sits in the corner doesn't talk to anybody listens to this and they're like, oh that's how I fucking start a band that's what I got to do that's how I got to make this happen <laughs> and so that's kind of the stuff I want to talk to you guys about today sure in preparation for you guys going to Florida because that's kind of like the reward it's like you guys have done all this hard work uh, you made it happen and I know and now somebody's gonna like mostly pay for us to be somewhere else <laughs> right how, that's fucking awesome pretty that's huge. pretty cool so and you guys all i mean I, i'm guessing here we're all in our late 20s early uh, 30s yeah. uh, we're all more early 30s now are we out we're all 30s now no we're all are we all in our 30s i mean are we all are we out of our 20s we are yeah, yeah. everybody's over 30 yeah. Yeah. jesus christ well, there we go the baby, man. 31 now that's, crazy. that's why i was being generous with the like i mean it's our youthful good looks so we understand right. the confusion i mean you guys all are very handsome we can still be in boy very handsome men. we just choose to thrash so um <laughs> Yeah, I take Especially it, Ryan. I, I, I take yeah. it like like myself, not, or any of you actually from Denver. Oh yeah, most most. Oh, well, you guys are from you Denver. You three are all from here, right? Three of us are natives. Yeah. Two of us are Fred on guitar, Chad on bass, oh, yeah, yeah. Shook on drums. Yeah. All so, from Colorado. Well, this is a good this is a good spot to introduce people. Sure, we uh, can do that. Yeah, go. We're gonna go around the room so the audience at home can adjust to your voice. Forgot who the hell's talking, but uh, who are you? What do you do? And uh, what, what was the first punk rock song that grabbed you and didn't let you go? Uh, I'm Fred, and I play guitar and sometimes sing with Ross. The first punk rock song that grabbed me. Fuck. That's hard. Is wow. it? That is a pretty tough question. Oh, shit. Okay, okay you know, it was... What it probably was was uh, one of the songs on Dookie. I think that was probably the first record for me. That was like fifth or sixth grade, so probably uh, one of the videos, probably Basket Case or what I come around. <coughs> yeah. I like to mention. And then uh, if you want to talk like um, more of the kind of punk we do, it would be No Use or Betterness. Oh, hell yeah. Which I think was in like 98 or 99. Let's say Come Call that, 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 my... that was getting into high school. So, uh. Let's I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't as much into this, you know, as a younger kid. I guess I was kind of a dork. But yeah, right there, you know, the dorks. transition from junior high to high school. All the fat stuff and all the epitaph stuff and Asian oh, yeah. man. Certainly, we're heavily rooted in all that. Pescore, less than Jake. That maybe that may be a little yeah. older. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not fair to me to ask these questions and not embarrass myself. Mm-hmm. I liked Green Day back in like I think I was in eighth grade when they hit it big. I'm 34. Sure. Um, yeah, we're like yeah, that's about right. Yeah, we're all that's we're all about, about right. same age. And uh, it, it was Green Day, but I it wasn't in the punk rock. And then I got into. It was fucking Goldfinger of all things. I, oh, sure. I, some solid Goldfinger Mabel. shows. I, I, yeah, the, the self-titled record with the fucking <laughs> yeah. hot space that, check that's on the a, That was an early record. That's a solid early sure. record. I, yeah. I, yep. had the, I had the flu. I'm watching 120 minutes because I had slept all day, thrown up all night kind of deal. 
and um, uh, here in your bedroom came on, and I couldn't get that out of my head. I couldn't get out of my head for months. I had the Finally, hardest time, even even being. Like, from, I like punk rock. Yeah, right. How about the first Tony Hawk? I think yeah. that was probably sure. you know where I found a lot of punk rock. Yeah. All right. Goldfinger. Holy shit. I know. Yeah, huh? I know. I was just listening to them today. Uh, so I'm Ryan Tate. Uh, I play guitar. Try to harmonize with Fred as much as I can. Um, yeah, God. Um, I don't know. I was into a lot of different stuff. I mean, I was kind of along the same lines as Fred where I was into some shitty stuff. And, uh, yeah, Dookie and Smash came out when I was in 6th or 7th grade. And that, those two for sure. But I'm... Smash was a big one. Smash was yeah. huge, but those are like on such a different level at that time. So I mean, right. I was definitely like a less than Jake guy. So like losing streak and stuff. Yeah. Um, Melancholy and Life in a Plate was big for me back yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Um, We're all gonna have the same. Penny Ridge Pioneers <laughs> well, is my Melancholy record. Though, yeah. I would say. But I would say, probably one of the first ones that really got me like steering me in the in the direction that I'm eventually ending up at is Recipe for Hate. Yeah. It's kind of around that. Hell around right. that time in that record, and yeah. that one was kind of like bigger for them. I think that was like their first major label or one of. The no, first. no, the major label one was uh, um, Stranger Fiction. Whatever Stranger Fiction was yeah. on. That's, that's is that the title of the record? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, right. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the Legend was a big one for me early on. Uh, I'm Ross. Uh, <coughs> everybody knows you. Any stuff? Whatever. Uh, I'm gonna pull this not everybody phone back away. Yeah, I'm sorry, did I spit on your phone? No, no, you just yell. Oh, because I'm just a lot louder <laughs> yeah, than I'm everybody else. I'm just kidding. That's why I'm the singer. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to David Williams about the men with cats. I'm like, sure. how come we didn't get like Ross or or Andy Thomas? What? And he was like, one Ross would just yell at the audience for like <sighs> ten fucking minutes. Dave. Of course, that's what he says. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, Dave. I would have loved to talk at men with cats, but I was pleased to watch how well that went. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Uh, Back to uh, the thing. Uh, I would say, even though I didn't know it was punk rock at the time, I guess "Breed" by Nirvana. That was the first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, that was like the first tape I ever bought with my own money. Breed allowance money for mowing the lawn or whatever. Uh, and I bought that tape. Uh, and Aerosmith "Get a Grip" at the same time because Alicia Silverstone and Liv Tyler were oh, so yeah. smoking hot in those videos. <laughs> uh, and um, but Breed like. Up till then, like, and it's funny because I listened to heavy music. I was a little bit of a metalhead before I got into like alternative music, and which then I got into like punk music or whatever, and uh, or grunge, you know, grunge, you know, is, is the period I'm talking about. But before that, I was so into Metallica for like a really <laughs> long time, and not even really like any other metal bands, like just Metallica, uh, and like that's what I listened to. I listened to like Kill 'Em All through justice like over and over while like enter sandman blew up on the radio or whatever a little bit later but um but so i'd listen to like fast music but like the first but but nirvana was like still the the like the tape that i bought like i i had friends who like friends like older brothers and shit who like listened to all the metal stuff and whatever uh but yeah that first tape was nirvana and uh, Breed was, like, one of the first, like, fast songs I heard outside of metal music. And so that was, like, a really different thing. And, uh, and like, that drum roll at the beginning is just fucking so good. <laughs> uh, and I still consider that to be, like, one of the greatest oh, yeah. little drum parts of all time. Like, I don't know. People will say that about, like, uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. But for me, like, somebody could just fucking play that drum roll into that beat and I would know it was Breed. And so, like, that's what... I think of when I think of like the earliest probably punk rock song I heard. Uh, 
And then, um, and then, yeah, again, like what these guys cool. all said. Fat and Epitaph comps that cost me $2. Oh, yeah, that's the best. It, and I could buy it Sam Goody. Yeah, and, that's how I, and that's how I found out about punk music. My grandmother bought me Punkorama Volume 2. <laughs> 2. Yeah, that was about is, the one. Which is another saving grace in my life. Oh, yeah. But, uh... See, so, yeah, I'm Ryan. I'm the drummer. Uh, the Shook. The opposite of Ross. Nobody knows who I am. Um, so yeah, I have to, it's because <laughs> he doesn't have shook. Facebook. I'm, yeah, not Great. online. And I'm not looking at pictures of Alicia Silverstone, who is still super hot to this day, but... <laughs> For me, uh, God bless the internet. After I got over my addiction to Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all of the uh, Seattle grunge scene, I <coughs> strung out for the first time. Oh hell yeah! yeah. Suburban teenage wasteland blues and like um, also my first time <coughs> from beginning to end. Loved the entire record and <coughs> being a drummer was totally blown away about how fast the drums yeah. were on that record. I don't think I'd ever heard drums that were played that fast or recorded that fast. And then to see them live was just blew me away. So I was hooked after that. And then uh, the first show I ever went to was Sam I Am. Oh, man. And uh, they played Capsized. And that song just really hit me hard. So Fucking Sam I Am. I'd love to kill them. Heavily That's a hell of a first show. Influenced, yeah. yep. And so it was, <clears throat> you know, didn't really throw down on the Nirvana records after that. Too much. Yeah, yeah, man. Nirvana's for posers. <laughs> Whatever. Dude, I remember when I heard Twisted by Design, that like changed me too. I was yeah. just, that fucking record. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. I was just like, never heard anything like that. still my favorite one. That was when I wanted to start to learn how to play those fast punk drum beats, you know, that he was doing. I didn't, I had no idea how to play any of that stuff up until that point. I still feel like Jordan is just the king of, of like, his transitions into the, like the next part, mm -hmm. like he, no one can touch his ability to like yeah. transition to. Parts. Dude can play a roll around for sure. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, baby. All right, last one. I'm Chad. Hi. So the best um, for last, of course. Bass player. Best. <laughs> Chad plays lead bass for the lead record. Lead bass player. He's the only one. Sometimes I sing a little bit when Ross lets me. Not very often. Not very often. <laughs> he seems like he's a very controlling individual. Oh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> you guys said this wasn't an intervention. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I grew up in Aurora. I, I listened to a lot of hip-hop when I was younger. <laughs> Dude, doggy style. My dad threw that tape out the car window on the way to school because I put that on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I that was bad nice, news. I had nice cube tape that my mom busted in my room and took it out of the tape player and like threw it away i was like oh yeah right the kids oh. cube <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad day yeah mm. uh but no the first punk rock i got into probably was green day dookie yeah. a lot of that um nice. a lot of things that everyone else already said smash let's see what else see that was a weirdo i didn't like offspring Dude, i missed the offspring no. i don't think i was aware of them until ixnay and i don't think i really <laughs> I don't think I really heard The Offspring until Americana came out. Yeah. I missed The Offspring. Dude, if Smash I... is the way you feel all alone. <laughs> well, Fred's That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I'm 36, so... Right, yeah. Fred's, Fred's too young for the cool shit. 
<laughs> bunch of old bastard men. I know, and here we are talking about, and we're gonna like go to Florida and play punk rock shows with old bastard men. With a bunch of yeah. people who are even older than us. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's the three day weekender old dude party. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> How would you ever pass up an opportunity like that to play with one of the bands that we grew up listening to? Yeah. I, I wish I didn't have commitments that weekend. I'd tag along with all you guys. Yeah. That it was would almost be like didn't even need to ask everybody if it was okay. It's just like, yep. Yeah, yeah we kind of we kind of decided we were going to do it and then really did figure out the logistics as a secondary thought. We, you know, the, the quickest thing we did was looked up some general airfare, decided like, hey, we could probably spend that. And like, that's about all it took. Yeah. Get us but, the fuck out. Yeah, there. it's like we're, you know, we and 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 the whole thing is is you know we to shift the conversation. I, I suppose back to some present times. And yeah, it's, it's all like right. you know we released a new, a new EP last year. We're working on a new record. Like we've been doing this for a while. You know, uh, luckily through the magic of the internet, we've you know we we have a okay amount of people listening to us outside of our hometown. Uh, and by okay, I mean like thirty to fifty people at any given time. Like, and I think that's fucking awesome. Uh, I don't know. You know, sure, maybe people are yeah. paying attention to us more than I think. Maybe they're paying attention a lot less than I think. Probably the latter. But uh, <laughs> just send some. But at the same time, it's like we've made so many. We've been able to make so many connections over. I mean, All Out Helter's been a band for a long time. I, I'm on year five. I think right. total we're on year eight. Eight. Yeah. Jeez. July fourth, two thousand eight. Didn't we yep. just send some merch to Germany? We did just send some merch to Germany by a man who was very insistent that he wanted it uh, and very enthusiastic about it and everything and like made sure we sent him as much merch as we could. He was like, are you sure you don't have like a physical copy of this still lying around or something? You know, for stuff that was still sold out, that was like listed as sold out like our cassette run of our first EP and stuff. He was like, I want anything, like whatever you got, I'll take it. Oh, we gave him everything, right? Well, I gave him pretty much everything. Stickers. He's, he's, he's we, should, we should like get a four track and record some like demos and like pass them off as like <laughs> early uh, recording. Out of we could just sell this guy all this crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the most scheming thing I've ever heard you say, Fred. I'll get like a Sharpie and make some fucking t-shirts. <laughs> Be like, dude, these were OG design from the garage, man. <laughs> I was gonna put it on eBay, but you know, what do you wanna? What do you wanna? What do you wanna do? You, be, you know, do for it first. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's some scheming shit, Fred. I've never heard you be so ruthless. If he ends up uh, hearing this, actually, I mean, obviously, thank you so much, dude. And you know, we're, you know thanks for being patient. You probably still want your fake shit. Uh, worked out. <laughs> <laughs> I probably. I, I kind of. Oh, want I think I just shit. got an email. Hang on. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, so. You guys are going to Florida, but you guys, not only 88 Figures Louie, you guys have played with bands like Propagandi. We did. Uh, Flightliners, we did Alkaline Trio, Bouncing Souls, Riot Fest, Will you know. Wilhelm Scream. 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 Who we're playing again May 5th at the Marquee. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guttermouth. Yes. Guttermouth a couple times. Yeah, Always yeah, an interesting adventure. We've gotten to play with so many cool bands that we yeah. just... That means so much to us, like, you know, and up until this point, we haven't, you know, gone out and sweated it out in the van, so I just, uh, I always think, like, we're just the luckiest band in the world. You guys have done a little touring, though. I mean, a little, little okay, yeah, yeah, sure, no, we very, have. Very we few have. weekenders here. We though, haven't but. gotten out as much as we would like, and based on, you know, we don't get inundated with requests, but yeah. it comes up, you know, I get asked but, a lot. I mean, legitimately, we haven't been out of the state of Colorado in at least two years. No, no. Jeez. Yeah, so Maybe we don't we don't do it as much as we would like to, to say the least. Well, but, um, what's stopping you? I other mean, than jobs, 
I mean, kids, money, family, rate, whatever. Crazy. I mean, the money. The, there's always a workaround for money. You know, I'm I'm always willing to go into a certain amount of debt to be a musician, and I like to have fun with it. So if 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 if, the, if literally like this trip, all that was stopping us was maybe putting some money on a credit card, like. That makes it easy, you know. Yeah. We can get out and we can do the thing, you know. Uh, the more sort of long-term stuff, getting out more at this point, getting out for more than five to seven days for us would be a little tough, and ten days would be like the longest stretch we could really ever possibly do. Uh, I mean, barring some gigantic opportunity where you know most of the stuff's really paid for, and you know we'd hopefully be making some money on the back end, yeah. and you know, uh, and, and and you know, there's a lot of things to factor in. But you know, it's it's the it's the reason that literally we're talking about that we're all old. Like you know, we can't exactly just drop everything and get in the van. Uh, and Denver's and rent is exuberant, so it's there not is that. very it's easy. To, it's you know, we got we got uh, you know, there's mortgages and kids and jobs and the whole deal. You know. I think it would be, I think, nice to go to California and play. With We're gonna get out. out there and come back. We have a lot of friends on the West Coast. We re- in the next year or so. We really want to get out to oh, yeah. like California, Pacific Northwest. Like those are very doable for us. But the thing is, it's becoming more apparent, and some other bands are starting to do this too, uh, where flying into sort of these weekenders in various areas and having a solid band support you locally that can help you with gear transportation booking promotion all that kind of stuff on the ground for a limited run is way easier and oftentimes can be less expensive than driving around for 20 to 30 days and you know that doesn't bode as well for like iowa right now or alabama as far as like any fans we have there might be concerned (laughs) <laughs> but who knows? Maybe we'll fly into the. You know, Ryan's originally from uh, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, and we uh, and plays in a band there called Class of '86. So we'd really like to get out there and play with those dudes and do some runs of shows. We kind of do the same rock. thing. Play triple rock. Yeah. Yes. We could. That would be cool, Patty. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah, we're totally true. ready to come out. We'll just give us a date. Let us know what's open on your calendar. <laughs> triple rock's my old stomping ground, man. <laughs> well, why haven't we fucking played there yet? <laughs> There's no, but between here and there, <laughs> that's like a fly-in date, right? But sure. that's what I'm saying. You know, maybe you know, as things progress and we've gotten a lot of sort of, you know, the last two years have definitely afforded us more and more opportunities. But, and so, uh, you know, maybe the next time, you know, we'd love to do more like the, the festivals. You know, like the that fest, would be cool too. Fest is cool. Three days. We would love home. to also go back out for fest. Big do exposure. Florida. Ride fest. Ride fest, again. Ride fest was always fun. But just those uh, smaller things are Westward are perfect for us because <laughs> well they're still they're the, still big exposure yeah and, the, but they're not like a big commitment for yeah. us you know are you guys UMS are yeah you UMS underground music we're probably not playing that again this year uh, I didn't submit summer grind I think was one that's cool we've done yeah we've done a lot are of guys, local festivals are you guys sure. doing the punk rock bowling here in town we are not unfortunately oh, uh, nobody asked us oh, whatever no um no there's wire amazing dogs. locals like every night yeah. fucking wire spells dogs. potato pirates and wire dogs awesome and a love me destroyer reunion like yeah. that's fucking stupid like if that show was a show those four Denver bands hell yeah that would also do amazingly well. So it's like to have, and, and that's sort of where we get to fall being a, sort of a lucky local band where you're talking, okay, so maybe to tie things back into sort of the overall arch of the conversation about if we're talking to somebody young and whatever, it's like yeah. literally the thing that keeps bands from doing well 
is breaking up. <laughs> because I, th- this is, this we is are the, really good at not breaking. We're up. good at not breaking maybe up. Maybe that's our thing. That's like the helter thing. Is like, you know, we don't break up. And maybe bands break up faster because they go on the road and do everything faster than yeah. we do. And you know, a band that's been out eight years that's technically released one full length record and a couple EPs doesn't necessarily seem like the right amount of output. But uh, I mean, earlier when I was like. Fuck you, Fred. I'm out of here. But I like came back. You know, like I wasn't out for that. Long. <laughs> you know? But yeah, so it's like we don't break up. Other main bands in my life before I joined All Our Helter. Each one of those bands lasted five years, and so this is the only band I've been in that is now like scooting past the five year mark. So barring some serious shit going down, I'm going to hopefully make it to six. And that'll literally be a record for me. Fucking Fred and Shook and Chad, how long have you guys been playing music together? Long time. Outside with of Chad, all Helter even. With uh, Chad, nine years. Us three. And then Shook and Fred. Shook and I have been playing music together for like 13, 13 years. years. Yeah. yeah. So, like, this shit's been happening for a long time. It's like, I mean... Sure, we get compared to the musically or whatever, and not that we're in any way ever going to be as big a band as them because they work their fucking asses off. Uh, but Wilhelm Scream, like people you know who have joined their career at various stages and might not realize how long that band has been around. But you look at the Smacking Isaiah days; that was what, like, fucking late nineties, yeah. technically. Yeah, I saw them on like one those, of those dudes stores. in some variation have been playing music together. For like 15 fucking years. Like that's how you build fan bases. That's how you establish what your musical sound is going to be. You just don't stop. Well, I mean, there's like three courses you could take, you know. You can, yeah. You work really hard and you, you know, you succeed. You make it. You, <laughs> you find a big, you know, you find a, a big or small, you know, big small label. You know, you're able to kind of do it. You have the time. You go out on tour. And, you know, maybe some of these bands break up because, you know, they, they get to that point. And then, you know, maybe they're going to start another band and try it there. You know, when we didn't make it, we just decided to keep plugging along. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know. Yeah, no, when nobody swooped no, in to grab no, us on year one, but you know we what? just said fucking So, <laughs> would it have been easier to just, you know, jump in the van for four years? Sure. Yeah. But, you know, we did other things. And, you know, we've got, like, there's awesome things in our lives. We have, you know, awesome girls. And a couple of us have, you know, families and kids and stuff. And that is way cooler than, you know, spending my late 20s in a van with these fucking guys yeah i got well, to, i got to like do all sorts of cool th- um well and then there's there's the thing where i can't tell you how many bands i've read interviews talked with who were like yeah we were in a band that tried to make it for years we never made it it was miserable it was terrible we started this band just for the hell of it just to have fun like a and this is the project yeah and like this is the most yeah. popular thing we've ever done yeah and like we're just doing it for fun and you guys are just doing it for fun yeah. and you guys still like without the touring you still get to go to fucking florida you still get to play <laughs> riot fest like you're in it for the right reasons i think that's I like the good take so. well, that's not, the good takeaway and we're not gonna it. stop doing it you know yeah Shook we got a whole album Shook and i've been right playing for 13 years i'll tell you right you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if we're going to tour or if we're going to, you know, we would make records anyway. We would just make right. We would make yeah. a record ourselves. As long as we can manage you know, to not get super mad and butthurt at each other for yeah, whatever reason, yeah, and I think we'll be happen. fine. I'll tell you right now, we will still be doing this here in five years. I may not have to. Ju- I may have to stop jumping around so much. We'll be doing this in ten years, and you know, I'll I'll be we'll be doing. I'll well, be, it's I think we'll be doing this in <laughs> twenty years. It's just kind of what we do. Yeah. And like work ethic is pretty important too. Which, That's very important. Uh, what what is your guys' work ethic like as a band, as a group? I think we just we kind of like take it seriously, 
But we've also done it for a while, so yeah. we kind of know. I mean, that that sounds like you know, that's like, no, no. we kind of know what we're doing. It's not as far as like you know, we know what we're doing. That's we know why how for to, our band. We I know think. how to be all at Helter. You yeah. Know, oh, yeah, we know yeah. what we're doing for that, and so I, I you know. Chad mentioned this earlier. Ross is a big part of our work ethic. You know, Ross <laughs> is, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and I shall just hang on for a second, you know. Yes, keep blowing but smoke up my ass. No, Continue. Ross is Mr. <laughs> punk Rock. And Ross is so involved in this scene. And it's not like, oh, he has connections. Ross is a good thing for this scene. Yeah. Um, you know, he helps a lot of bands out and, and venues. And he's there for kind of everybody. And he's just kind of a ringleader and a positive force in this scene. So, you know, I'm super lucky that he's in my band because I'm not downtown flyering. Yeah. I'm just not, you know. Um, You're at home writing in your basement. Yeah, and see, and then, the yeah. Flip side of, <laughs> no. and, then, and then the flip side of that work ethic is that Fred all of a sudden sends us a text message at like 2 in the afternoon because it's his day off when the kids are napping. Uh, uh, that he uploaded four more new guitar demos to our Dropbox for like fully fleshed out songs. So whereas maybe I've over the years just playing in a lot of different bands and doing this for a long time, like yeah, I kind of know how to book and promote and at least make the scene work for what I'm trying to do, and then and which then hopefully in return is mutually beneficial, so it keeps happening. But at the same time, as I've my this band and the band before, I, I'm the singer. Uh, I I'm a very 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 very, very mediocre guitar player. I can't write these songs. Uh, but I am then lucky enough to get to, like, yell a bunch of shit over them because Fred writes all these crazy parts. And now we got Ryan in the band, and he's writing a lot of songs. And uh, Chad is constantly texting me before shows, asking to make sure he has the set list so he can practice when he's sitting at home on his couch with his kids. Uh, Shook is a consummate practicer. Uh and uh, definitely, you know, works very hard at that. At various times, has also provided a lot of, like, graphic design stuff for flyers uh, and things like that. So, I mean, I think... We're financially responsible, too. As a yes. Right. We so. generally keep our shit in the green. <laughs> oh, we don't have any bullshit like that. In the black? Yeah, no, I mean, it's been a, we've never had any kind we... of, like... The money fight, or like oh no no no, but more more so I mean it, it's important for heroin. No oh, right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of us have drug problems or anything that we're going to talk about in this interview. <laughs> uh, no, but like you know, maybe speaking to another I got thing, drug it's important. <laughs> it's important for your band to be like financially solvent. Yeah, if you can't afford to make a record, if you can't afford to pay for your practice space, uh, if you can't afford to make merch, and it's always coming out of your pocket. No. That's not or good. In the age in 2016, you know, Kickstarter, which, you know, we haven't really explored crowd, crowdfunding, crowdfunding anything. You know that I think that's becoming more prevalent, and it's not because we fund ourselves. Yeah, this thing is. <laughs> we so, play shows and we is, sell shit. We make a little money. Sustaining. You know, we do not have to pump money into it. The closest we come is at mo at most we generally pitch each a little money on this practice space, and that's that's about. That's about as out of pocket as we get, and luckily yeah. this practice space isn't all that expensive. Could <laughs> we share with another uh, lo really longtime Denver uh, Denver band called Dead Ringer, oh, who cool. uh, yeah. plays uh, a certainly uh, you know similar enough technical style of skate punk? You know, we could we could certainly easily lump ourselves both into that category. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and you know again another long running band. You know, uh, so it's like. Uh, 
the money thing is important. Like, not that you should be fighting over money at the end of the night. Be like, we don't pay out to each other or we anything. We don't take it for ourselves. So we put There's a band fund. That's where that money goes. Man, that kid, that kid at home is probably just going like, fuck, dude. This These is not, guys are No, this so is not helpful at all. We're just like, we're like, well, dude, you know, it's been 15 years and we're old. So we just kind of have the money and the time and the resources. No, but the thing is, we don't have any of those things. We literally have no time, money, or resources. But somehow it works, and that's just because luckily we're pretty tight as a band and we're nice to people. Yeah. That's mostly what I can really put it down to. Yeah. Those two things. But like we Fred practice said. music hard, and we're generally decent enough people to work with. And but f- like Fred said, though, like we know who we are. Yes, we know what we want to write, and we're not writing it for anybody else. We're writing it for. I know sometimes we're like, "Ooh, people are gonna love that tasty lick." Well, yeah, but, <laughs> no. but just because we're so punk, right? Yeah, like, yeah. We yeah. come in here and they're like, "I got this fucking thing." Yeah, listen right. Listen to this. But yeah. yeah, I mean, like, we know what we want, so like, yeah, we might work hard as far as the like the hours that you or I put into something, which is a lot more than probably you guys realize it is. That's what I'm saying. I maybe nerding out, but I don't. I don't, I don't sit down and like write all this music outside of practice, like. Occasionally, you know, sometimes I write lyrics on my own abstract of songs, and sometimes I maybe come up with some, like, little musical idea, but you guys sit down and fucking record shit, and then we can listen to it and learn it. Like, that's how this this works. This keeps... That's, like, yeah, the... I think, I think, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot to be said for the fact that we've been doing this a long time, which you can then assume means we've certainly had plenty of missteps and falters at attempting all sorts of various aspects of being in a band over the years, whether it be in All Out Helter or in any of our musical endeavors. I've certainly, I think, learned how to be a better bandmate over the years than I maybe have been in past bands, and so that certainly helps All Out Helter yeah. uh, when I joined the band and like I had a little bit of experience of being in a band, yeah. you know? We don't break up, we just don't break up. <coughs> It's pretty key. Nobody quits. <laughs> All of Helter, it's not a, it's not a band. It's not a business. It's like it's the five of us. I mean, it's a family, you know, and it's our immediate Cliche. families and our friends. No, 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 seriously though, it's like it's a thing. It's not a band. You can, you know, no one's gonna quit. No, we're not gonna fight about. Well, it. we're certainly not writing anything I mean, that's popular. You know, yeah. That's for goddamn. It sure. has its own momentum. It's its own thing. We maintain you know? that momentum, right? Yeah. But so, okay, so you mentioned, like, being nice guys, mm-hmm. practicing hard. Important. Those are, Practice. Do, yeah, those are both great things. Not breaking up. Not breaking up. <laughs> so when, when... This is the bullet point for the PowerPoint slide <laughs> summation. Yeah, well, when... A lot of breakups, I think, are because someone didn't practice or someone's a dick, though. So one and two kind of take care of three. Or money. <laughs> yeah, it can come down to money as you start yeah. getting more successful in things, and you're actually yeah. making money from music, but... Well, so... What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. What is that? People do that? I don't understand. <laughs> so a- a- another point okay. I think it's important that I see you guys doing in, of course, this is all Ross mostly, no, I- but I see you guys out there too. Um, whenever I was booking shows, I always said the, m- the most important thing for bands to do if they wanted to play shows was to go to shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and as a booker, and even still, like, whenever I'm thinking of the next band I want to interview, the next this, I'm always thinking, I, you're easy to remember because you're always fucking there, Ross. You're at every damn show. I mean, you so, gotta bother people somehow. So when I'm booking, whenever I'm booking the show at this venue, 
I just saw that Ross guy yesterday. And there are all these bands that will sit at home and they're just like, how come nobody's asking us to play? And it's like, because you don't fucking get out yeah. there. And you guys yeah. get out there and you work hard. the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Right. Yeah. Oh, man, my technique is flawless. I'll say that. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, before this, uh, oh, uh no. segue, uh, no, um, that, I mean, sure. That's very important. I, and I think certainly, you know, I, like I'm the guy that lives downtown. I, Have I go to a downtown? lot of shows, but then to, to, but then to everybody, but then, uh, and Ryan's been going to a lot of shows since he moved to Denver. He's sort of a more recent Denver transplant, but you go to a lot of shows and you've made an effort to like ask me like hey what do you think of this band i think i'm going to the show like who's this opener do you know them you know mm-hmm. so ryan's certainly very conscious of what's yeah. going on around and as are these guys you know uh you know they they certainly uh go out as as time allows and you guys fucking certainly come out to plenty of local shit as well as national yeah. shit it's not just and you got you got kids man yeah it's cool you know whatever you get a pass and you know <laughs> well, i also live in denver too so yeah yeah that's true you're you're way yeah. closer than the rest of these I dudes bike, have always been bike to a lot of the places yeah. or whatever so right makes a bit of a difference. but that that is important you want to see not only you, you go to shows to find bands you like like if we're talking like you're new like you you're fucking green like Obviously, the easiest way to find out who you want to play shows with is to go to shows and see who you like. You know, whether you know, you know, e- either you've gotten the word that at the very least this show is within the genre of music you're interested yeah. in, or whatever. But or you just like the name on the fucking flyer. But you know, uh, there's a lot of good bands here too. There's so many good bands. Competition is fierce in this town, but mm-hmm. most of the time, I feel like. It doesn't feel like too much of a competition, but maybe that's because we do well, and then I'm just being <laughs> pri- privileged and it's complacent. Changed. It's really changed a lot since we started. A lot of the bands that were around when we oh, started absolutely. are no longer even playing any shows. Sure. Like maybe they play one show a year, or like reunion shows or something like that. So the new bands like uh, Screw Tape, right? That band is and pretty awesome. We started to see these kids who re- literally look like little prepubescent 12 year olds and they're dominating on stage right and it's almost like uh an eye-opener for us. right yeah screw tape's a great example like uh you know after the whole uh sort of h2o debacle when we were supposed <laughs> to play with them uh and they bailed twice uh you know uh yeah yeah reasons reasons uh but um you know uh not to like brag or anything like that but like i got screw tape on that show i talked to soda jerk uh and i said you know we were talking about you know you know uh luckily you know we've worked together a lot in the past and they were like who you know who do you think you know we're gonna add another band like any suggestions and i said you guys should get screw tape to play i'm like right now you got a bunch of older dudes playing music and like even if the h2o fans came out they were gonna be older i'm like let's get like, if you want to bring in... This is an all-ages show. Let's bring in some fucking all-ages people. And that band is, like, tough to follow. Like, you know, those... those Their little group of independent, young, hardcore fans showed up, knew those songs, got fucking rowdy. Like, 
Those kids around. don't necessarily know us. Yeah, luckily a lot of people stuck, stuck around, around, and you know we had some good yeah. movement in the pit and, and all that and all the stuff that makes shows fun. Uh, and you know we're no slouches either. But <laughs> but you know at the same time you know you look at a band like that, like man, I hope their fans like us. Like they're obviously enthusiastic about music. It's not that they're yeah. just being fucking you know scenester dicks going to hang out somewhere and drink a beer and pick up chicks or some bullshit. Like those kids came out to see some music. Like. Those are the people we want to play for, regardless of age, either way. But, like, I think that's where we've also marketed ourselves, and that helps us grow, is, like, we're a band's band a little bit because we're fucking weird and technical, and we do some weird stuff that's that's a little uh, crazy. But, uh, you know, uh, at the same time, you know... Uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought a little bit. <laughs> uh, that's what happens as this interview runs on. Um... We keep smoking weed while we're doing. Oh, this. you busted me! Uh, You're doing what? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, but no, uh, my my point is really this: that like we've cultivated people who luckily <coughs> like music. Yeah. And I think. Yeah. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! All, all I'm saying well, is, all I'm saying is that like we don't necessarily worry about appealing to what's massively popular, even about our own genre, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes we do some, you know, fairly uh, standard stuff for where we sit, but at the same time, you know, we don't really... Yeah. We, we have songs that are sort of all over the place. And, and I mean, you, you guys remind me of, like, a throwback band to, like, ten years ago when Wilhelm Scream was touring through here regularly. Yeah, uh, like Career and, Suicide like, days are pretty you know, important. I like some of that later day yeah. fat record. Ten years ago, it's yeah. a pretty formative time for like Helter. Yeah. That probably rubbed off a little. Yeah. And it, it is cool to hear you guys mention the bands that you loved and started out with, and to hear how much of that is actually in what you're actually playing. You know, I, I mean, sure, I think plenty of people could compare us to stuff, but I think I don't think we wear our influences on our sleeves too much. I mean, maybe you think you maybe <laughs> David's like, no, you're full of shit. No, nah, but it, I, I don't. I'm not. The, I, but, but yeah. then, but it's then not if a bad I say, thing. but then if I say that, but then, but if that's your response, then it's very flattering because we don't really try to sound like any of these bands. We know what we like, but in our own personal time, we all listen to way more music than what we, I think, sound like. Are you still listening to the gangster rap? Oh yeah, hell yeah, good. Hell yeah is the correct Never response. Stop. You're like, yeah, right. It's rocking good stuff. <laughs> it's rocking good time. <laughs> 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 but I don't know, man. Uh, cool. All right. I think uh, so. That that kind of covers uh, going the going to shows thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But yeah, I don't listen back to this Wait, lately. Okay. Don't be a dick. Practice. Go to shows. Save money. Save money. Don't break. Don't break up. Don't break up. <laughs> These are all really good things. Be good at your instrument. Right? Yeah, yeah, and practice. Did you, yeah. did you already say that? That can even be yeah. on there twice if we did. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. fucking important. And that that is not so much even. You should. If you're not gonna, it's not about you know you don't have to be so good. You should be as good as you can be. And if you're not gonna try and do that, why are you playing in a band? You know, there's no there there's no entry level. You know if if you try as hard as you fucking can and you still kind of suck, <laughs> well play some of that like shitty. You know, noise, noisy three chord stuff or whatever. You right. Know, slam around. You know, there's there's people who dig on. You know that, who's you a know? shitty guitar player? The Edge. You know who plays guitar to millions of people? The Edge. 
Because he fucking recognized that he was a limited guitar player and got all spacey on effects and shit. And then you have U2, which arguably has produced some awful, awful music. But at the same time, like, that dude is pretty much a master of that type of guitar now. And people have modeled entire giant multi-racks of gear after whatever the fuck the Edge plays through. Because he decided to make a bunch of weird noise on guitar. Because he couldn't play very well. You You need to be, like, kind of good. (laughs) <laughs> to play our shit, you gotta be fucking good. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you, you were even talking, we were talking about Nirvana earlier. It's not like Kurt Cobain was like fucking mind blowing on guitar. You just kind of played whatever his fingers felt like doing most of the time. Like if you watch some of those lives. Oh, yeah, like, the live stuff for sure. It's yeah, like yeah. he's going like this on his guitar. I love how you're. For, 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 for uh, the, those listening at home, like this meant Ryan flailing his, his yeah. arms in the. Through the air in a wild, wild non-standard guitar strumming motion. Well, yeah, but like when I was home <laughs> over the holidays, so I, I have a nephew who's ten years younger than I am. So I have some older brothers that are a lot older than me. It, anyways, I got I got him into punk rock when he was pretty young. I I don't know I, what some of the first bands I showed him were, but anyways, he got super into it. And at the last when I was home last, he's like twenty now or something like that. He was like, "Oh man, like how do your how do your bands get like signed and like and 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 do what you're doing?" And it's just like, "Well, that's a really hard <coughs> thing to explain to you." I mean, it's like, it, it, I mean, it, like you said, we've been doing it forever, and we, and I just told him, I was just like, "You gotta write what you love, otherwise you're not gonna be good." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, like, and nobody's gonna, nobody else will invest in you. If if you're writing for somebody else, regardless of what trend you're looking at and whatever place you are in a music community, it's like if you're writing something because another band does this, or especially if the idea is another band did this and got popular, that's a terrible place to start. I also think that you should just start making the music. Make the music you want to hear. Well, yeah, well, make the music you want. You know, make the music you think you want to hear, but just make the music. Yeah. You know, I mean, in, like when I was a kid, like the technology. Like, if you have a laptop, you know, I mean, like I'm already, I've, I can already, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go home tonight and listen to our next record. It's already, it's got drums. You know, like I can really conceptualize. It's not like an acoustic guitar and a four track or like a fucking voicemail recorder or something like it. You know, you can make music and you should create because you know trust me you're going to make like a lot of bad music oh my god so much bad if my if my creative output had been greater in the early part of my you know music making experience um i could have gotten a lot more really horrible music out of the way (laughs) and i you know and it's it's you know no regrets you know you know i don't know if it's a lost opportunity but that's how you get better and you know if you're you know you have to make some music that sucks so you can find out how not to make music that sucks. And I don't, I'm not talking about how, like, saying there's music that sucks or this sucks or that sucks. I'm saying, you know, if you think it sucks, because I've made some music that I think <laughs> just fucking sucks. Nope, um, all my shit's been genius. Um, <laughs> and even recently, you know, even recently I've made music that I... You know, oh, are we talking not, about songs not, that we maybe, throw out? I'm oh, absolutely. Stuff that, or stuff that never even... That you know, stuff's you, all terrible. Never even makes it to you. Um, I'm on you know, one end of the spectrum or another. Here, you have to just create garbage or genius and create and create. Eventually, you know, you'll start, you'll start making music that you get fucking stoked on. Hell and yeah. if you're into this kind of music and you know you're you're making it and you've 
you've got you know input output you you've got influences you know you don't want to rip anything off but it's gonna form you know there's a mold and there's a mold we kind of fit into you know with the fast drums and the fast harmonized guitars That's and us. the guy with his elbow in the crowd and you know there's kind of a formula there you know we try and you know we're doing our own thing with it but you're gonna end up with some sort of formula and if you're making music that you're fucking stoked on someone else is gonna end up being fucking stoked about that music too. yeah um and it doesn't take many you know there's i don't think there's a legion of people fucking stoked about what i'm doing but there's enough of them that i'm able to keep doing it yeah. You know, um, I like that. those people rule. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to go do rule. it. I'm gonna go get to do it in a in a place I've never been. To. Yeah, uh, we've never played and any music in Florida. We're I get to do, do that. it. You know, at, at least once. You know, usually a couple times a month with all my friends and the people here in Denver. And there's a there's a big group of us that are just. It's not bands and, you know, like concert goers or fans or whatever. It's just a bunch of friends. And some of them get on stage, and some of them are in the crowd, and then, you know sometimes they just flip. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I like that though. It's good. If you can be a part of something, if you can be a part of something like that, you know, you should try to because yeah. it's a really special thing. Yeah, that's a good one, Fred. For the record, well, I've created a lot of shitty music too. So, oh my God, still there's still stuff that's uh, in the folder. My right band in high school, uh, uh, cringeworthy. Oh yeah. I mean, I still appreciate it, but who? Oh well, man. Well, he's standing up like he's got to go, so we should wrap this up. Places to be. That's his restless leg syndrome. Go. That's why he's so good Children at kick drum. RSL, yo. Well, so you guys are playing what? Uh, this is going to go Monday. Sweet. Okay. And so, so you guys uh, are the high dive. All right. Plug, plug stuff. Uh, we're playing Thursday. Oh. Yeah. Thursday. Shook is correct. Thursday, March 24th, we'll be at the always uh, fun and popular high dive on Broadway uh, with Straight Out of Luck and Guts, two bands who... Uh, we really haven't we haven't played with Guts at all. They're a new band, and Straight Out of Luck, despite being on a fairly long running punk band now in Denver, we've really only ever shared like little festival lineups with them and stuff. Yeah. So this will be the first time we've played with them, which is really yeah. rad. Uh, and so that's sort of our we're counting that as our little tour kickoff to help uh, party and raise a uh, you know a couple bucks before we hit the road. Guts then, is uh, releasing an EP that night. They're not gonna they're not yeah. releasing it, but I hear they might have. Uh, <laughs> They might have some limited copies available. Uh, no word from them officially on that yet. But uh, maybe if you guys are lucky, they'll bring some tunes for you too. Oh, yeah. uh, they're they're a pretty promising new band from like again some people have been already been playing some music in this town for a hot minute. And again, another example of what we were just talking about, where the the people who are in this for the long haul, anyways, and for the generally the right reasons, if a band doesn't work, they're gonna keep popping up. You know. Uh, luckily, our band has generally, quote-unquote, worked, and we get to do it for a while, so that's sweet. Uh, but yeah, so we got the High Dive on the 24th, uh, and then we hit Florida uh, on March 31st. We're in Orlando. At the back booth. Fuck yeah, Shook. Uh, <laughs> April 1st, that's uh, Lake Worth, right? Uh, yeah, 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 that's Lake uh, Worth. Yeah. Propaganda. And Propaganda. And uh, April then... Second? April 2nd? April April 2nd will be in Jacksonville Beach. Jacksonville Beach. Is that actually a different thing? Yes. Fuck, man. Uh, place car Shows what I know. Sorry, Florida. Harmonious Monks. Harmonious Monks. Yeah, that sounds nice. like fun. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, those are sort of the things on that with 88 Fingers Louie and Flag on Fire and uh, Bird Attack Records and all that. So, pluggy uh, plug, plug, plug. Uh, wrap up stuff and all that. Yeah. So, this, Thanks. Was, this wasn't live. <laughs> no. It's, go it's going up on Monday. 
So we're we're like breaking through a time barrier here. Right. <laughs> like, are you imagining like, that you're live right now, but it's Monday? They're listening to this Monday, so that means our show is three days from now. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. We need to Fred, practice. if you're listening to this, don't go through the green door. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just messed up my time travel rules. You can't now. It's, now it's t- the, uh, hopefully, the, we'll be at the high dive if there's not on the 24th. If there's not a can you just rip in a space time continuum. You said. <laughs> no, no, that's stuck. Uh, any Shit. other, any other final words of wisdom, guys? Uh, How about you? you barely talked. What do you got for me there? Uh, don't break up. Okay. Chad, that, that was a key point. Yeah. Thanks for coming and hanging with us. Yeah, thanks, Danny. Yeah, that was fun. Hopefully, this yeah, doesn't sound like total garbage. I'm, I mean, regardless, we said total garbage, so well, I mean, we're good. Uh, that's what I expected. <laughs> All right. All, All right, guys. Right. Uh, have fun. We'll see you at the high dive. Uh, nice. I don't know else how to stop. Bye, everybody. Let's, let's just hit stop. Bye. All right, buddies. Thank you so much to the guys in all at Hilter for hanging out and chatting with me. Thanks for your patience. I know we have been talking about doing this for a very, very long time. I'm glad we finally got to make it happen. Guys, I am so uh, happy for you and all your continued success. Uh, As old men, you guys give me a lot of hope because we're all, as we know, we're all about the same age. And we're all doing really cool things. And it's really cool to hear um, other people's take on what they're doing, how they're doing it, and why. Um, So hopefully you guys got something out of this hopefully it wasn't too inside baseball for you um and hopefully you know you take what we talked about today and can apply it to your own life um i know there's some good stuff that they talked about that i'm going to work on doing my better myself i'm going to work on being more of a nice guy and less of a drunken idiot um again uh tonight monday march 21st if you were in denver and you're hearing this the day this comes out, please come to the Ratio Beer Works tonight from 7 to 10 p.m. We'll be hosting a Mostly Harmless live talk show event in the brew house of Ratio Beer Works. Um, the theme, again, is Revenge of the Nerds, and we'll be telling embarrassing stories and then talking about how uh, we embarrassed ourselves and then took that, turned ourselves into uh, awesome punk rock podcasters, comedians, uh, musicians, and uh, festival founders, right? Sounds fun. Sounds like a great time. And uh, buddies, um, please visit mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, Tuned In, uh, all kinds of other places. Please subscribe to the mailing list. I got a lot of cool stuff in the works that I would really like to advertise for you. Uh, We're doing Dink comic book convention this weekend i'll be there look for our table i have some new merchandise up for sale i'll be hosting a bunch of panels and then i'm also going to be hosting the uh, ratio sessions at ratio beer works with intuit over it on friday lots of lots of lots of stuff coming up so subscribe to the uh, mailing list and you'll know all about it i promise i won't bug you way too much all right buddies uh without any further ado i think it's time for me to shut the hell up and it's time for us to listen to another song from all out my buddies and all out Helter. now this song is called the last working watch in the west again it's off their new ep ruins it's out now and uh please if you're in florida go catch those buddies uh with 88 fingers louis this weekend but if you're in florida and you're you're in one of these cities that they're playing at of course you're going to be there because it's 88 fingers louis right 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 all right buddies the last working watch in the west that's a mouthful Woo! last working watch in the west out now ruins all out helter all right buddies we see you in the funny pages you take care now you hear Woo. we don't know who we are we don't know where we are each of us woke up one moment and here we were in the darkness how could that happen 
That's the question we asked ourselves.